Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You recognize that last voice? We're ready to go. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. What do you just point out? The brown water. <laughs> in the East River. <laughs> well, every time I see it, I just, you know, it just one day it looks certain way, and I, and I can't help but to be. There are actually people that swim in that stuff. No, we're not. We're not one of those people, Key. No, it's just look at I, it, though, man. I, it's all no. greeny brown, green. It's like I just don't get it. I saw somebody last summer, two summers ago, jet ski in it. That's swimming in it. A jet ski in it, and then they got off, and they were just sitting at this little bar having drinks. Right, I'm like, oh, no shower. It's no gonna nothing. sit in it. Yeah. The fact that <laughs> it give me a whole it. tub of hand sanitizer. Jet skiing in it is gross because the water can splash in your mouth. Right? Yeah. It's like I just don't get it. Pretty to look at from a distance. I just don't get it though. I just don't get what's going on here with Duke. Jay tried to explain it to us in our first hour. A couple of points on Duke, and then let's just go macro, because as crazy as it is to say, I mean, the, honestly, talking about Duke is more interesting than talking about the 68 teams that are actually going to make this tournament and have a chance to cut down the nets in Indianapolis. That's just the way that Duke is. A couple points here on Duke, and then let's get to a real issue that a lot of conferences and teams are struggling with ethically. I know we're talking about college sports guys getting paid. What does ethically have to do with it? Give me one minute here. Here's the thing with Duke. Jay, you know this, and this is to accentuate the greatness of Coach K. People are wondering what's going on. Last couple of recruiting classes haven't been up to snuff. I will mention they're coming off of RJ Cam and Zion. So I don't know how you can go higher than that. But a couple of things I wanted to just mention. Everybody's saying Duke's going to miss the tournament for the first time since 1995. And that actually is is true. Um, But Jay, you know this. In 1995, Coach K stepped away to have back surgery. Mm-hmm. People don't remember this. This is 25 years ago. Coach K stepped away to have back surgery. And when he left, they were 9-3. and three. He was replaced for the season by a guy named Pete Gaudet, who was a very elderly guy. He was on the staff, one of the lower-level assistants. Duke missed the tournament. He coached about 17 games. They went 4-13. and 13. They finished under 500. People don't remember this. This was a quarter century ago. So I'm not laying this on Mr. Gaudet by no means. But... The last time Duke missed the NCAA tournament, uh-huh. where K was there the whole way, 82-83. Just mm. let that marinate in your mind for a second. Yes, they missed it in 95, and yes, it's on Coach K's record because he coached the first 12 games. But once he had the back surgery, the rest of the season, the majority of the season, was coached by somebody else. The last fully coached Mike Shashevsky wow. team to miss the NCAA tournament 1982-83. 95 is impressive. Don't get me wrong. 95 is super impressive. 82-83 is something else. Last thing I would say, Duke getting in, what's the deal? You know what I would say with this, Key? It's the Cowboys sneaking in at 9-7 and seven in the playoffs, right? Eh, they're not going to win, but it's still the Cowboys, and we're still going to watch, and it's still going to be super highly rated. Duke's the same thing. Maybe it's a one-and-done but you never know. Jay, two words, Rashid Suleiman, right? They yeah, lost him. Yeah. What happened? It's Duke, though. Right? You always want a brand in. But, but I just I think that's also part of the reason where even though they may be 13 and 11, yeah. how good are they? It's still Duke. It's still going to be Absolutely. Jim Nance and Bill Raftery Absolutely. on CBS in the best slot because it's Duke. And that's yes. why them not being in the tournament is hurtful. No, it, 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 it is. And Jay knows this from a recruiting standpoint. No matter when, they, when coaches come in the gym – you can have all them little logos on every shirt, but when they see that Duke Blue mm-hmm. Devil, for whatever reason, people eyeballs pop out. 
Because I didn't want to leave Grant Hill out of that. Sorry. Grant Hill also no, on the problem. One of the greatest Dukies of all time, of course. So here's the bigger issue. And I want to get, Jay, your thought on this because, I mean, you guys were punching your ticket to the tournament. And obviously your only goal was to win it every year. Seth Greenberg, your old partner, ESPN's College Game Day, was on uh, yesterday during the Big 12 tournament when all of this was broached. The Duke positive test comes out. They're out. And Seth broached something. He said, if you're a team like Gonzaga or Baylor, this is hypothetically because Gonzaga's tournament has ended, but if you're a team that you know, no matter what, you're going to the NCAA tournament with a chance to win it all, why in the world would you risk your NCAA tournament chances by playing in a conference tournament that really probably means nothing for you? The virus controls us. We don't control the virus. The virus is undefeated. But now we've got to look forward because you've got to understand now, Louisville, who's a bubble team or probably an NCAA tournament team, they have a contact trace. They have to have seven days of negative tests to get into the NCAA bubble. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for you, Fonz. If you're Baylor, if you're Michigan, if you're a team that you know are going to compete for a yeah. national championship, mm-hmm. you're about to travel to your conference tournament. Do you play? Mm-hmm. Because you're putting your team at risk. If winning a national championship is your goal, right. Right? Are you willing to put your team at risk? Something that's out of your control. It's a fair question, Jay. It really is. I have no problem if teams want to opt out. You wouldn't hear me up here on our platform complaining about it. Uh, they're making the best decision, what's in their interest, to win the long game. But at the same time, I'm, I'm sure a lot of coaches and players think this way too. These conference tournaments are tune-ups to get you ready for the NCAA tournament. So to go through some of those battles, those in-game experiences help you when you get to March Madness. But if you want to take two weeks off and get ready for March Madness, you won't hear me complain about it. Whatever strategy helps you get to your goal, which is winning a national championship so you don't have contact tracing issues like Louisville potentially will have, I'm all for it, Key. Yeah, it's weird to me because I heard what Coach said and I heard what Jay just said, but when I think about teams that are skipping the conference championship games to advance, go ahead and rest up to get ready for the tournament. I go back to like individual athletes that opt out to get ready to make their money. They're protecting <laughs> what they need to, right? They're, they're, no, I'm just, no, I, no, I hear it. I'm it's just, okay for a team to opt out. Yeah, the conference it's okay tournament, for a team to opt, to opt out for a conference tournament to, uh, to get ready to do what for the school, win a championship. But the moment that a player decides, I'm done because I got to get ready to protect my family for the rest of my life. Everybody seems to go crazy. I just can I can I say something, Key? Because you, you bring up such a great point, and <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the the news about Michigan State. I know we discussed it, mm. and Michigan State will be a tournament team. Guess we can't refer to them anymore as the Michigan State Spartans. We have to refer to them as the Michigan State Spartans, presented by Rocket Mortgage. I want you to know how we constantly – we're still trying to get name, image, and likeness pushed advanced, Key. NCAA sitting on their hands about that. But we're allowing schools to change up their name. We're not going to call them the Michigan State Spartans anymore for basketball. We call them the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. But we want to kill kids like Jalen Johnson who decides to opt out. He's quitting on his team. Well, our team's quitting on their conference if they opt out of their conference tournaments. Because that's a huge revenue generator for them. Even if we're not having fans in the stands, there's still TV deals. You don't think we want to see Michigan 
And Illinois like about go like, for the Big Ten championship if Michigan opts out. Like 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 Zubin was saying, it it hurts the tournament to a degree that Duke isn't in it because of the brand. People still want to see Coach Shisheski on the uh, you know sitting on the chair getting mad when something goes wrong. You imagine that key contact tracing? They can't compete in the ACC tournament. Hey, all of a sudden selection Sunday with the last four in Duke, and you're like, whoa, whoa, okay. Right. Nobody like, you're in the tournament now. Right. You're in the tournament. Like, look, Duke's record, they don't belong in the tournament. Well, it's almost like, it's almost like the conversation we were having about Ohio State. Mm-hmm. If they should be in the Final Four, they only played a handful of games. It's the same. It's a brand. The brand recognition gets the benefit of the doubt in these situations. And to Jay's point, think about it. Duke is so big. Like, the, the, the dream scenario would have been, because to Jay's point, while the metrics are okay, the Ken Palm stuff for all the nerds, their 13-11 and 11 record is not great. But... Can you imagine if, like, Duke was in the first four, right? Like, games that, like, nobody pays attention to, and, like, suddenly Duke was in that game, right? Like, I mean, that's the power of – you could put him anywhere in the bracket. It would be a gigantic talker. Again, Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Yes. <laughs> no, not <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm still in Michigan State. I'm sorry. Yes. Zubin, go ahead. Sorry, this is muscle memory. Sports are on the road, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Okay. <laughs> That's a freebie for you. That's a freebie for how, you. How Dan much Gilbert, am I don't going complain. To get if I go to Michigan Zero. State. Zero. You don't get any of that, Key. None of that. I ain't going. Keyshawn Johnson, presented by Rocket Mortgage. That's what it would be. <laughs> Think Feel bad for that. the graphics people. They have a hell of a hard time getting that on the screen. Right? Probably going Michigan State little. presented by Rocket Mortgage 74, Northwestern. So they're going, they going NBA <laughs> style, the patch on the shoulder. Yeah. Huh? Just do it all. And I get nothing. Be all in. I Zero. Can't, I can't get anything but a free education. Hmm. If you notice, I said free. Free. Education last elected. Depending if they actually let you take courses that are conducive you know, to the education that you want. Instead of the schedule that you're on. Jeez. At least Jim Nance writes his uh, final calls ahead of time. He can work that one in. <laughs> Evan. One shining moment with my general studies degree. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Dak is looking for his one shining moment. The elusive Super Bowl the Cowboys have been hoping for, waiting for, for 25-plus years. Can Dak do it with the Cowboys currently constructed the way they are? One of the most legendary cowboy coaches of all time, Key. After Jay has this from O'Reilly. <laughs> Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? That's a great question. Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, there's only one place to go. You stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you navigate their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. O'Reilly Auto Parts will even install your wiper blades free of charge. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Dallas Cowboys, if they won a damn Super Bowl, I'd host, if they asked me to, I'd host a damn parade. I'd surround myself. It ain't going to happen. They ain't win no damn Super Bowl. So if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl within this contract, then yes, you MC the parade. You come by my house to get the suit. But when you're here to get the suit, you clean up my whole house. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Mina Kimes, host of the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny, football podcast. So the woman who has had the greatest impact on my life is my mother, Sunnin Kimes. Um, my mom was born in North Korea, fled to South Korea during the Korean War, where she was raised by her family, and then came to America in her mid-30s, where she had me. And she's had a massive impact on me, not just because she's my mom and I exist because of her, but because her bravery inspires me so much. It makes the risks I take in my life career feel comparatively easy, given what she's done. She is a true inspiration to me and hopefully now to a lot of other people as well. Nobody loves you like your mom. Nobody loves you like your mom. And speaking of Mina, today on the ESPN Daily, the Cowboys finally gave Dak the deal he wanted. Mina breaks down the contract, the impact of the shrinking salary cap, which we now know is going to be almost $17 million less than last year, to be expected. Plus Mina's mom, who you just heard her give a shout-out to. She's a huge Tottenham soccer fan. Big EPL matchup for Tottenham this week against Arsenal. Her mom, Sun Min Kimes, breaks it down, and then Mina breaks down the breakdown of the Dak Prescott contract. That's the ESPN Daily. You can listen on your favorite podcast app. Yesterday, if you were listening to The Herd on FS1, Colin Coward asked Jimmy Johnson, the two-time winning Super Bowl coach of the Dallas Cowboys, whether Dak is enough. Dak is enough with this team in this moment, with this roster, with this money to finally grab the Lombardi. I like Dak, and, and I'm kind of like you. I, I think he, he can win you a championship if he has great players around him. Uh, I don't think Dak can carry a football team uh, if he doesn't have great players around him. Bart Scott, co-host of Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio, weekdays at noon Eastern. Bart, you just heard from one of the most legendary coaches in NFL history weighing in on Dak. This guy knows a little something about the Cowboys. What's your reaction to what Jimmy said? I mean, I think he's right on point, right? When you think about Jimmy Johnson or you think about the Cowboys team, I think they do. They have a lot of talent around Dak Prescott when you think about what he has from a wide receiver standpoint. The offensive line has, you know, it's not as dominant as it used to be, but they have Tyron Smith back. They have Lionel Collins back. They have enough. Now it's about can they stop somebody. They have to play complementary football. They can't be – Peyton Manning where he's going to be Peyton Manning, carry the team, be the offense and the defense. You know, they need a little bit more help on the other side, and they have enough ammunition to go out and get some players that can help them. I think the addition of Dan Quinn is going to help them a lot to bend, do break, uh, be opportunistic, and be able to make plays. Um, if Dak can play at the level that he played last year, putting up the points and the productivity that he had. Yeah, hey, what up, man? How you doing? What up, Home Slice? Oh, uh, man, me and Jay just sitting in the studio chilling, chopping yeah. it up. Yeah, man, I, I, lo- I, lo- I love your ideas, man. Maybe you share it with the world about uh, the whole, you know, tree and stuff like that. But that's another conversation for another day. Are you talking about, yeah, well, that, that's another call topic. You know, all these schools are being presented by uh, <laughs> big sponsors, so we'll get into that sooner or later. But when you look at, when you look at uh, 
the situation in Dallas with Dak. Yeah, they got a lot of pieces around them, but that you can say that about a lot of Super Bowl-type teams. No quarterback can win it all by themselves. Even when the Cowboys won under Troy Aikman and Jimmy Johnson, they had the playmaker and Emmitt, and you, you already know what that was. Offensively, it was ridiculous, and then on defense, they had stout players on defense. So if they, as you know, Bart, if you wind up doing the job as a coaching staff, and making sure players stay healthy and coaching them up, you're going to be in the mix at the end of the day because that's just what it is. I yeah, mean, ab- yeah, absolutely, Key. And listen, it's not like it's going to be hard. I mean, who's the other quarterback in the division that Dak has to worry about? So it's almost like how Tom Brady used to always be able to pencil in almost six wins being in the division that he was in. You look at his competition. You look at you know, Jalen Hurd. You, I don't know who's going to represent the Washington football team. You know, so I, I think you have the best quarterback within the, the division. But, Bart, I know that. I know they have the best quarterback within the division, but, like, they're still the same team from last year. They had to outscore you. Their defense was horrible. What? Who do they need to bring in on the defensive side of the ball that makes a but difference? they already brought in somebody. Well, they brought Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah. I know, but, like, well, what, that's the coach. What players? Well, listen, the thing is they have decent players. They just have to play to the back of their, their, their baseball card, their football card, so to speak. Demarcus Lawrence, Alden Smith, Randy Gregory. You know, I thought they had, you know, a couple of years ago, we would arguably say that they had two of the best inside young linebackers inside. Jalen Smith got to step his game up. Vanderish got to keep that neck right, you know, get another neck roll or something. And then you got Trayvon Diggs. And then I think they go out and they go get Patrick Sertan that really helps them lock down a corner. Find a safety. Well, he brings in Keanu Neal, right? Keanu Neal is the guy that's, you know, remember before Jamal Adams was the the baddest man on the planet, the hit stick? It was Keanu Neal. But, you know, he was in 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 the Super Bowl his rookie year. He blew out his Achilles, and then he blew out his ACL. He had his first healthy season last year, but he is a walking cam chancellor, which is going to be the enforcer, which you need somebody that can stay out there in that dime package. That's well, y'all had that. Y'all had that in in Baltimore with uh, Ed Reed. So, well, yeah, Ed Reed. And then we had. Then we had. Um, uh, we had Puffy. Who was um? I wouldn't know who Puffy is other than the rapper, man. The one, the one Landry, oh, the Ron Landry's big brother, right? And he was just a hit stick. He was just there to be out there and and intimidate people, right? Go ahead and swing the old Louisville Slugger and hope you hit. So they got all they got all three levels covered. If like you said, if they go out and draft Patrick Sertain Jr. in the top ten pick somewhere around there, depending on if they sit at ten or go up to get him because they think somebody else is going to get him, then they certainly could build a defense. Let me ask you this though, Bart. Um, another team in Texas, Coach David Culley kind of reiterated again that Deshaun Watson was going to be a Texan. He's still in Dallas. I mean, still in Houston. He's the quarterback, and and he believes that Deshaun is committed <laughs> to them. What like Yo, I, you start chuckling? That is is Coach Culley just talking, or yeah, is he really believing that, or if, what? If you say something enough, you start to believe it yourself. You can't. I, they, he's lying to himself right now, man. Like I like to 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 quote Stephen A. Smith, stay off the weed, man. The man ain't coming back, man. Listen, you can't get it through your thick, greasy head. He he's like Daryl on Lisa Madal. Like the girl don't want you no more. Well, like, Zubin he, got insulted with the greasy head comment. I just want you to know that. <laughs> hey man, well you, you know you got you got to figure it out. And those who watch uh coming to America know what I'm talking about, man. But it's like it's like one of those things where they they think that they can force him to stay. Like you can you can stay in the marriage, but she, you know she, she don't have to do all her duties. She ain't got to you know stay in the marriage. Yeah, she ain't well got to he cook checked. Y'all still be in the same yeah, he, building. He, he, he completely have checked out on the Texas. I want to jump in there before you get our show canceled. <laughs> Habitual uh, line stepper. Yeah, Scott, gotta, I love it. Got to gotta get you before Step you go over. off the cliff on us. Wait, Bart, but why are why did Nick Casario and company why are they setting David Cowley up like this? Like hey, why why are they putting him in the position 
to because he's losing before the season even starts. There's nothing for him to have an advantage on when every single day you know the question that's going to be asked. It's going to be about Deshaun Watson. It's a lose-lose scenario for him. Listen, he's a guy that – listen, you know, it's only 32 opportunities in this league. You know, he's a guy that's been around. He's never even been a coordinator. So, for him, of course, they, they throw the job to him. Of course, he's going to take it, right? We thought that he was just a placeholder maybe for Josh McCown that they wanted to kind of put in the system and teach him how to coach and then eventually help him learn how to be the head coach, right? So, I think he's just a placeholder right now. This is no, an organization man, that's trying to figure out. No, he ain't a placeholder. No, he got a, it's legit. They, they, didn't, they Bro, didn't do it for right. Josh McCown. No, man, they went out and got Lovey Smith to coach the D.C., right. be man, the D.C. Great, great, great. Listen, I know you love Lovey Smith, but come on, man. This dude couldn't win in the Big Ten. You think I'm worried about man, his but defense? Don't, man, but <laughs> He can win in the Big Ten uh, bro, playing he, against Ohio State every bro, year. Bro, he was horrible. I know, but come on, bro. He an NFL coach, man. The dude did lead the team to the Super Bowl, and he knows what he's doing. I mean, but look. What it, decade it, was that? I stopped, though, Bart, man. Okay, you're too okay, hard okay. on, you're too okay, hard on him, right. man. I think Coach Cully is going to do right, a great man, job. I, you, I, you said point. I'm around here acting like Black Judas. Hating on the brothers, my bad. I apologize. Come on. No, I, ain't, I ain't saying that. I'm just saying, Why are you taking the Messiah down, man? Come on. Yeah, man. Come on. We all we, we, we struggle to get a job in the first damn place, and here you go. You know? Let, when you came out of uh, – what school you went to? Southern bro? Illinois. Southern Illinois. I knew a small yeah. school. Um, when you came out, who did they compare you to? Um, I don't know. Like, when I, when I came out, when, when I talked to the scouts um, – I was just a wild – I was like a wild stallion, man. I have went there. I, I Still played, wild, but – Yeah, I, I, I played so many different positions. Yeah. Uh, but, but they said uh, my, my workout well, – I forgot the big thumper that they had from Georgia in, in um, uh, Kendron Bell. Oh, okay. So, I was like okay. Kendron Bell. I was like a walking hit stick. You know what I mean? I put up the four one, the four the uh, four five forty. put up the 40-inch vertical. You know mm. what I'm saying? Black box. You know okay, you mm. good. You good. The reason I asked you that, though, is because Matt Miller uh, compared – Trey Lance to Lamar Jackson. And so I'm like, you know, you always going to compare. As I keep telling Zubin, they're going to always compare somebody to the next. Every dude walking yeah. around that was 6'4 after me with a fade was compared to me. It with ain't, the T.I. You know, fade, high and tight. Come on, man. So <laughs> what you think about the comparison from Trey Lance and Lamar Jackson? I mean, I, I don't see the athleticism like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one of one. I mean, the closest thing to Lamar Jackson that we've ever seen, period, was Michael Vick. Right, so I mean, I think that's that's a lot of pressure to put on a young man, um, but I think he is talented. But we, he's such an unknown, right? He, he really didn't have a, a senior season. Um, he's going to be somebody that's going to have to be a project. Speaking of, you know, uh, Atlanta, I think that would be a great spot for him. You know, to go and sit behind Matty Ice for a year, and he's going to walk into a, a situation where he's going to have tremendous weapons around him and he's going to have to learn the game. But I don't know if he's a plug-and-play type of player. You're just going to have to wait and see and let him develop a little bit. I don't throw him in the fire immediately. Bart, we got some juicy stuff. We got some good gas on this one here. You know how we love social media and how it inflates a lot of scenarios. Juju Smith-Schuster responded to a social media poll from SI.com asking, will Juju stay in Pittsburgh? His answer was, that's a negative. Um, If he's to move (laughs) on from the Steelers this offseason, what's the best fit for him? Well, I, I th- always thought the best fit for Juju because he's a guy that, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's a willing blocker. He's a guy that showed he can move inside in the slot and, and do the tough, dirty work, you know, go across the middle. You saw the shot he took against Cincinnati. I think um, he'll be perfect for the Tennessee Titans going down there with A.J. Brown. You know, that running game, that's a familiar type of situation, what he's used to being in. He's a guy that can be inside the, the slot 
or go out to the X or the Z, I think he'll you know be able to open it up a little bit more with a tough-minded team. He's a tough player. I think that's a perfect spot for Juju. Key is saying no. No, I mean, they don't even look right. They're, lo- they're losing Corey Davis, right? Right, AJ. Listen, that that gives it, he can go there and be a true number two because it showed that he wasn't a true number one. You know, Claypool came and ran this spot immediately. He hadn't had a thousand yard uh, season since Antonio Brown left. Absolutely. So you so you put him there with another guy that he can be a dog with. You know, you know the box is going to always be heavy with Derrick Henry coming down there. He's going to be able to have a lot of one on one scenarios. I think that's a perfect scenario for him. It's not a sexy pick. But it's one of those things like Anquan Bolden when Anquan Bolden went to Baltimore. It just fits because he's that type of rugged type of player, tough across the middle. He can no, stretch the field, stuff like that. But it's not sexy, Key. No, but no, when no, you I add those it. parts, when you add certain pieces, listen, the Tennessee Titans are a team that's in their window. No. Right? They got one or two more years in their window to try and win a championship. They were on their way last year, but they just didn't get the productivity because Corey Davis was injured. You know, you, you, you put Corey Davis on that team, they may beat the Ravens and be right back where they, where they were before. No, I was frowning up because I just – I was frowning up more about Tennessee and what they need. If I'm Tennessee, I'm going to get me a dude that can pick them up and put them down. I don't need two slugs on the outside. Uh, uh, no, I need, I need, so, you know what I'm saying? Cause but you can find, you can find those dudes. You can find, yeah, you, can find, you, can, you, can, you can find a burner in the Corey draft. Fuller. You can yeah, exactly. get a burner. I, I get it, but that's my first thought. When you start looking at the pieces, I'm like, they need somebody that can run. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, you can always find a speedster guy, a guy that's good at one thing. You know, you can always find that guy in the third, fourth round to say, hey, man, just, just run the old nine route, the old Terminator. You know what I mean? If you can hit it, you can rename it. So, All right, Bart Scott. We'll see you noon to two weekday afternoons on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Thanks for, thanks for grabbing me off the cliff, man. I think I got a text from Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we got to save each other from man. ourselves, Bart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when, hey, when keeping hey, the real goes wrong, man, we got to protect the brothers, man. I'm you, sorry, Black Judas. I'm hey, sorry, love you. Hey, Bart, <laughs> and you want to know why sometimes. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeez. love you. Black on black crime, man. Get this dude off this show. <laughs> Bye. You get us all fired. I love Bart. That's Bart Scott if he makes it to noon, noon to two with Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio. Man, he was on the, he was, he was so trying to dive in without water. He was like, (laughs) Is that 12 a.m. to 1 p.m.? Like he originally said? I believe it's noon to two. Two hours, not four. I was just reading what was on the thing. Yeah, Bart, needs Evan. To, yeah. Bart needs to have less cheese on the taco today. He's already gone too far. So he just needs to take some cheese and lettuce off the taco today, Bart, please. Bart thought this was 1920-something, man. What's wrong with Bart? <laughs> on the way, there's a ton of NBA players in their 30s, in the twilight of their careers, are close to getting there. They can see the end. There's more before than there is next, and they've never won a title. So who can grab it? First, there's some really interesting names Jay wants to run through after this Sports Center update. Duke is out of the ACC tournament, and essentially Duke's season is over. The last time Duke missed the NCAA tournament at all was 1995. They will end their season at 13 and 11, and this is something we'll talk about a little bit later this morning. Another team, you think Duke had a bad season? Why don't you check out what's going on with Kentucky? They are also finished. A tournament without Duke in Kentucky. Bizarre. From those two to these two, the Chiefs releasing their offensive tackles. Eric Fisher, former number one overall pick, and Mitchell Schwartz, the latter of whom is rated as the best player at his position in the NFL kick. Eric Fisher, the first guy to catch a touchdown as the number one overall pick since me. 
Since you, you know in 96. That? Yeah, he's the first guy to catch a touchdown outside of me. That was interesting. I learned that the other day. You think about releasing these two guys and the lack of protection Pat Mahomes had in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Quickly, I want to talk about David Robinson, the Admiral, the standout at Navy, black history always. One of the great people in sports. Great impact mm-hmm. at the Naval Academy, San Antonio Spurs. Opened up a charter school in San Antonio where he still lives today. If they were all like David Robinson, man, man, unbelievable person, player, high character, high skill level. He had it all. Great athletic family, kids, play ball at Duke, one at Duke, one at Notre Dame. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a Samsung Galaxy A-S, oh, excuse me, A51 for 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. And today's topic, best active NBA guys 30 or older. You know what they say about 30. 30 or older who have never won a championship. Jay, there's some impressive names on this list. There's some Big names on this list, and we were going through them 30 and over. So let's get it started, Zubin. Let's kick it off. With number six. Number six, I got Jimmy Butler. Look, um, time with the Bulls. I love the way his story has continued to ascend. Uh, You know, became the sidekick to Derrick Rose, became the star there with Tibbs. Went on to Minnesota with Tibbs again. Didn't work out. Now down in Miami. Got to the world championship last year. Uh, but we all knew it. LeBron James and AD were way more skilled. This team had to have everything happen right in order for them to get over the hump. They're still a really good team this year. I, I think other teams have moved further ahead of the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. Jimmy Butler will be number six on my list. Number five, Mr. Triple-Double. Russell Westbrook, I mean, one of the most talented players. Key, you know how we feel about Russ. We love his style. We love his swag. We love his intensity he brings to the game. And still, you know, talk about 2017 MVP, playing with OKC for as long as he did, having that stint with the Houston Rockets, James Harden. But a lot of people question, you know, can you win a world championship with Russ? You know, can Russ get out of his own way with being the guy, or is he? Does he need? Can he be the guy, or can it be a second or third guy around a superstar to help you get there? We're still trying to figure that out. Watching Russell Westbrook play right now with the Washington Wizards in DC. Number four, the other Mellow's too young to make this list. This is this is Mellow. This is the real Mellow. <laughs> With all due respect, all the Gen Z kids out there with LaMelo, I understand, social media superstar. This is Carmelo Anthony. This is a Hall of Famer. This is a guy we saw with the Denver Nuggets, an absolute stud, one of the best scorers the game has ever seen. A guy that came to the New York Knicks, got them into the playoffs. People don't remember that kind of stuff about how talented Melo was. Now with the Portland Trailblazers, I would love to see Melo win one. I really would. I, I thought it would happen with the Banana Boat Boys. They never got together. It didn't culminate that way. Now he's with Portland. I want to see Dame and CJ take this team to a different level. Melo's still on that team. We'll see if it can get it. If, if it can get there. I don't think it will, though. CP3 at three only seems right. I mean, Chris Paul. Point God, Key. That's his nickname. Point God. New Orleans was an absolute stud. We remember those teams with the Clippers, him, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, coached by Doc Rivers. That chemistry there didn't ultimately pan out, just never culminated to the point you wanted it to. He's with the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are one of the top teams in the Western Conference. But at the end of the day, Key, we still think this league is going to go through teams like Utah, the Lakers, or the Clippers before we put the Utah, before we put the Phoenix Suns truly in that conversation. Number two, what time is it? It's 736. What time is it? It's Dame time. Dame. I mean, the best closer there is in basketball right now. 
the best closer. I don't know how many times you need to see it. I don't know how many times he needs to tap on the wrist to tell you it's Dame time. They have the squad. Injuries has been something that's always plagued Portland. It was only a couple of years ago they got to the Western Conference Finals. You always think they have a chance to do it. But will Dame win a world championship in Portland? No. I'm going to say no. Now, I know we can't look into a crystal ball key, but I want to see Dame in a bigger market with bigger superstars, and that's no disrespect to C.J. McCollum because C.J. is incredible. Love the way he plays. I still know if they can surround him with the right pieces in Portland to win it. Number one, you thought Deshaun Watson of Houston? How about this guy? I mean, it's James Harden. It's James Harden. James Harden up. I'll go back to it. Him and CP3 up 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. Up 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. One of the most prolific, innovative scorers the game has ever seen. Ever seen. But I have him number one in my list because I think if there's a year for James Harden to get it, it's this year. Now, questions about Kevin Durant, what's happening with his hamstring. But him and Kyrie, along with Blake Griffin, along with Jeff Green, along with the talent they have, they are the favorites in the East. Okay, we know how close Jimmy was last year. Jimmy Butler on... Jay's list of players 30 and older who have never won a title if you're just joining us. Butler, Westbrook, Anthony, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, James Harden, all waiting for that elusive first title. Who gets there first? James. I just said it. That's why he's number one on my list. James Harden. I just think the Nets are positioned properly key with the talent they have to get there. But you know how hard it is to win a championship, man. Uh, It's hard for a lot of people. Win a Super Bowl, win a world championship. Everything needs to go right. And a lot of the guys on that list, they were so close but just wasn't able to get over the hump. I think James Harden will win first. I think as an important piece to somebody, and I know Dame wants to stay in Portland today, but you know how this goes, man. At, at Over a period of time, it starts to wear on you, and you start to look back. Yeah, you want to be a Portland. You, wanna, you, you love it, but then at some point, you're going to sit back and be like, man, I, I'm tired of this. I need to win, and then he's going to want to move. Not this year, maybe not next year, but at some point in the future, he's going to want to move to a team, much like you said, in the city, big time, whether it's an L.A. or New York or something, that gives him an opportunity to win a championship. And then CP3, you know, his salary kind of got him a little bit stuck in Phoenix. Nobody wanted to trade for that contract, even though he's still cooking at the age he's cooking at. He'll be a guy, I think, that lands on somebody's team that could potentially in the future be an important piece to them win a championship at the end of his career. So those three guys, I think, eventually will get their championship rings. And and just to add on the point about Portland, I mean, Yusuf Nurkic hurt again. He's been hurt multiple times, always hurt throughout his career. Zach Collins hurt. Uh, They've had a lot of pieces that have been missing, and and, and that's the part that makes it challenging for him. CJ's been hurt this year. They have never been at full strength. And like he said, that weight that you have to carry every single night, that can get tiring. Last thing, we just have a couple seconds. Um, who would you like to? The Sentimentality Award, Mello waiting forever, Chris Paul waiting forever. Who would you like to see on those six you just mentioned? Get it. Not who will. Who would you like to see? Who would make your heart feel good? I mean, for Mello, just because Mello's been around this game for so long. And, you know, a lot, <laughs> why are you giving me that CP3 look? CP3 been around too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, they both have. Yeah, yeah that's they, CP3 they, and Melo. They tossed Melo out and said he had nothing left. And the way he That's what I'm back. saying. The way he came back, Nobody the way said he was out of the league for a year, Keith. Right. But they also talk negative about CP3. You can't play with this guy. He's a problem. I know, but see, it, it's interesting. Both you guys in the New York City market, 
the way people would criticize you and you know yeah. and talk about hey for Melo like people people like Melo's washed. Oh, I heard yeah, people I say Melo's. I watched Melo train here in New York in an off season with Chris Brickley, uh, where a lot of guys train. I'm like, man, yeah. Melo ain't nowhere close to being washed. Yeah. Melo yeah. can go, but it took a team to take that chance on him, and look what he's proven. It's an incredible comeback story. We, so to see that culminate with a world championship for him, I wish hmm. we had assigned him with the Lakers. We thought about it, but we didn't do it. Hmm. We'll see. One of those guys maybe breaks through, and what a great story it would be because if Melo gets one, then Dame gets one too, right? So that's another interesting little wrinkle. On the way, it's best case, worst case for all these NFL teams we're running through. Wait till you see what the worst case scenario is for a team that couldn't have had a worse season off the field over the last year. We'll get into that with that team's expert. After Key has this from CVS. At CVS, we look for savings for you from coupons, insurance coverage, to lower cost options. Earn up to $50 in extra bucks each year just for filling prescriptions. Come in or call today for a free prescription saving review at CVS. That's healthier, made easier. Savings vary. Not all patients eligible for savings. Ask pharmacists for details. NFL Network reports that the Washington football team will part ways with Alex Smith. One of the rumors will take him to Chicago. What do Washington's plans at quarterback look like right now? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. And this is important because here we are five days away from free agency, the start of the new league year on March 17th with a reduced salary cap. Best case, worst case, we're asking that for Every team in the league. And to answer our question on best case, worst case, is John Keim. He covers the Washington football team for ESPN. He's on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven, and they are key, the NFC East defending champions. Mm, they are. And, and I think when you think about it, they got, a, they got an opportunity to make some noise if they get the, to get the right things taken care of. You know, and so when you when you think about you start at the quarterback spot, then you look maybe to add some pieces on the offensive side of the ball from a skill position standpoint, maybe address the running back, and you have a opportunity to make some noise again in the NFC East because I think they got a pretty good coaching staff. John, let me ask you this, though. What's the best-case scenario for the Washington football team this offseason? 
Uh, the best case scenario is obviously you find your franchise quarterback. I think that's going to be difficult because not many are available. And short of getting Deshaun Watson for um, in, a, in a package where you don't feel like you're killing your future, I think it's going to be tough. So I think the best case scenario is to get a guy um, that you feel maybe you can get something out of, whether it's a Marcus Mariota, a Sam Darnold, maybe a change of scenery and um, and it may be putting them in a situation where they've grown a little bit can, and, and maybe they become the guy that many thought they could be when they were drafted. And, but I think the key here is to continue to surround this offense with talent. So regardless of what you're bringing in a quarterback, the best case scenario is to get more playmakers on offense, get another offensive line and a tackle um, probably in the draft to then keep building up that offense to give whoever you get at quarterback a lot more support because they don't have enough right now. John, a name you didn't have on your list was Cam Newton. Is he not an option that you think they want? I don't see him as being an option at this point, no. Um, you know, I, I think it, I think you'd be looking more at a guy like, again, a Mariota, if, especially if he's released, you know, and, and they, you know, there have been, they are a team to watch with Sam Darnold. So I think those are more guys, some younger guys who, again, maybe, you know, they, that maybe they haven't hit that quote-unquote ceiling yet, that, and, and maybe, again, change of scenery and surrounding with some more talent, and you have a defense like they do can bring some better play out of them. But I think they're more likely, much more likely than Cam Newton at this point. All right, with that being said, what's the worst-case scenario? That you don't find that guy, and that you end up with a guy who's much more of a one-year bridge to next year maybe it's a lower end free agent an uh, Andy Dalton or someone like that who is a guy that like you know they've started in this league but they're really they are what they are at this point and you're bringing them in because you want to fill out that room and have another quarterback to pair with Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke to at least get if you don't have that one guy maybe you have three that you feel you can play with and I think along with that you don't add enough talent around them because I think the whole key with this organization, and Ron Rivera has said, if they want to build a sustainable winning um, situation, well, that's going to rely on them hitting on some guys in free agency or the draft playmakers. They've got to add those guys because regardless of, again, regardless of the quarterback, you've got to add those guys. If they don't find those guys and you only get a bridge quarterback, that to me is the worst-case scenario because now you're not building on anything you're just treading water, and, and they can't afford it. And I don't think they'll end up doing that, but I think that would be the worst case. John, we got one minute here. I want to just ask you this, where the organization stands from a macro sense. They won the division, but let's be honest, nobody's scared of them. They won seven games, but their coach, as he said, did coach in the Super Bowl. So there's contradictions on both sides of it. When I try to figure out where this team is, where is the franchise right now in your mind? I think what I think where they're at is again, um, boy, that's you know that's a good question because I think you have to put this in perspective for them if you're them that yeah you did do this but it was only it was seven wins and you so they have to consider themselves still in the midst of a rebuild and I think to a degree they do now they did more than they thought they would last year because the division was what it was but it you know in talking to Rivera and hearing him on some of these press conferences I think there's an understanding of that that. They're not going to rush into something just because now they won the division, right? So I think that's why he keeps saying build a sustainable winning future or culture, um, and that you can only do that by not, you know, by getting guys you want, but not going, not thinking that you're one step away from the Super Bowl because they're not. 
And um, so I think they're, you know, I think they understand, I think they understand that. And that's the only way you can take it because otherwise you're going to put yourself in a mess for the future. And they have a lot of guys coming up on that defensive line over the next several years. They need to be able to take care of those guys. If you, if you abandon that approach, then you're going to struggle to keep guys that should be a big part of your future. So I think that's where they're at with it, that I think they understand that there's a lot more work to be done, but they're in a division where they can still contend while building up the rest of the roster. Yeah, you can make an argument if they were a car, they'd be stuck in neutral, but getting into drive, like you said, isn't going to be that difficult considering the other three teams, but going into reverse is pretty easy in the NFL too. John, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys. Here Mm -hmm. it is. Last two years, their starting quarterbacks, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, as well as Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith. As Jay said, you had Cam Newton. That's six in two years. More QB talk with Deshaun Watson next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.